0: Hi this is Ryan. Uh, So this is the first podcast that we're doing. We are going to watch the first episode of a drama and the last episode of drama and then we are going to evaluate the entire drama based on those two episodes. Here with me is my co-host.
1: Hey I'm Allison.
0: Let's start with some basic information I guess. So I started getting into dramas when I was in middle school, mostly because my mom made me watch them to try and get in touch with Korean culture. And I ended up really loving some of the dramas that I watched. So um, I haven't been keeping up with the new dramas, but I have been watching uh, a few good ones here and there throughout my years of watching them.
1: Um, Like Ryan, I also started watching K-dramas in middle school. Uh, I think I started because I made my first Korean friend in middle school and I kind of felt out of touch with the Korean culture and she made it seem like super fun. So like I hesitantly watched one and then it just became addicting. So now whenever I have like time, a lot of time, because I binge, I, I watch K-dramas. All right.
0: Perfect. So in this episode, we decided to watch Dream High which is a drama that ran from January 3rd of 2011 to February 28th of 2011. So, two-month running. Um, so, general synopsis of the show. Six students at Kieran High School share dreams of becoming K-pop idols, among others. During their school years, they learn how to develop their singing, songwriting, and dancing skills while undergoing personal growth. They also start to develop feelings for one another. Each of them has their own strength and weaknesses, but they strive to debut with the support and guidance of one another. So that is the basic synopsis of the entire drama. It's pretty good, not gonna lie. So, how did you feel overall about the first episode, Allison? I, don't, I know how I feel, but I want to know how you felt first.
1: So... I've never seen this episode until you asked me to do this podcast with you. Um, I liked it. Um, it was good. I th- thought it was like maybe kind of predictable in the beginning or it was like I was trying to see what made this ep- uh, made the series so good because like there was a lot of hype, but this was just one of the K dramas I've never seen.
0: All right, so this is this is Allison's first time watching Dream High. This is actually my second time. Because I watched it when it came out when we were in middle school. So, he says... <laughs> there you go. There's just background information that you might need to know.
1: So I could tell if, like, from the first episode, we were trying to figure out who would make it, who would become famous, who would have, like, that um, penultimate, like, concert moment, I guess, or whoever was that famous singer.
0: Right, so let's go into the first episode directly. And we begin with... Flash forward into 2018, where we learn that this mysterious artist named K has won the first Grammy as a Korean person. Um, So, like you said, throughout the whole series, we're trying to figure out who K is and how he rose to fame. And the only hint we have is this photo of the six main characters that he has. And also, we've discovered that it's a he because pronouns were given in the first episode, so we know it's one of the guys. But that's all we really know about who this mysterious K is. Now, one thing that I had to complain about was that it flashed forward to twenty eighteen, but the drama doesn't really tell you when it flashes back to twenty eleven. You know, how did you did you feel that, or did you understand that whiplash when you first saw it?
1: It didn't bother me i was all like whoa new drama seeing in fresh eyes i was all like the 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 change the time change wasn't too alarming to me okay yeah i
0: don't know the second time around watching it i think it just bothered me too much i don't know why it did because it wasn't that significant of a detail
1: like i said it didn't stand out
0: that's fair all right so uh like i said before we have six main characters And we are first introduced, um, there's this little montage scene that happens at the beginning of the drama where it goes through four of the main characters, and you know how every drama has those four main characters?
1: Um, usually the female lead, um, two male leads, one will be like the second lead syndrome guy, um, and then maybe like a female rival? Those are usually like the four archetypes of K-dramas.
0: Exactly. So... We get a vision I guess of the four of those main leads. So we have the first one that's shown is Oktekyon as jin and then we have um, Kim Soo-hyun who is your favorite as Song san dong We have um, bae su as go mi and then ha moon as Yun bae So those are your four main characters that we get introduced to in the first episode in that little montage, but actually we only see three of them in this first episode. So Allison, I know that you (laughs) scoffed when I said that Kim Soo Hyun is your favorite actor. Can you tell me?
1: Yeah, what about it? (laughs) I'm
0: just like, why, why the scrutiny?
1: You know... My own personal feelings towards Song Sandong, or uh, the actor who will not be named that plays him.
0: Right. So Allison just really hates him for...
1: Okay, so he just looks so smug all the time and all the advertisements and everyone just loves him. It just doesn't make sense.
0: (sighs) We're okay. (laughs) Your hatred for him will never not be amusing to me. And I suggest we watch at least one of his other dramas because we need to get to the root of this.
1: No! No, I, I like this one because I didn't even know he was in it. I was like, cool, I'm going to watch it because, like, it's just a normal drama. And then, like, my nemesis is on the screen and I'm all like... okay. Did you be- ever
0: think at one point that this was a malicious plot by me to get you to watch a drama with him in it?
1: No, because, again, when I watched the first episode, he was barely in it and I didn't recognize him. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I watched the last episode. I'm like, who are all these new characters that I haven't seen? Because I didn't watch the rest of the drama, just the first and the last episode. And right. I'm all like... So
0: I, I think that the the goal of the first episode of any drama is to introduce you to the characters that you're going to meet. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a critical part of the first episode of a drama.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I... Don't think that this episode did that.
1: Oh, it did a horrible job.
0: It did an awful job. We meet three of the main characters out of six. So we meet 50% of the cast.
1: So my theory is maybe it's a flaw in our own conception of this podcast, but I think K-dramas usually release two episodes a week. So maybe part of our problem was that we looked at one episode as one unit when we should look at two episodes as, like, the first episode. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, we're not doing that. Okay. (laughs) I know we're not doing it. That's, like, an extra hour we have to devote. But I'm just saying that might be a continual problem later on. I don't know. We'll see.
0: That's fair. All right. Let's jump back into the first episode. So um, we begin with this monologue with, remember, who Kay is. And we meet... This one character who's narrating, who I will call the director, since we don't really get his name in the first episode, we just kind of get that he's a director of something. And he's talking about Kay and how um, Kay was telling every the, the whole world that he was the one who gave him um, worldwide status, right? Mm-hmm. And he describes himself, the director describes himself as being the break shot of a billiard game. Like, you know, the first shot... In a game of billiards so that is his metaphor that he's going for that'll link back at the end of this episode so then it goes back to 2011 and we are meeting one of the characters um the main female lead gohemi who is singing at an opera we know that she's a pretty good opera singer i don't think she's actually singing gohemi as i said before is played by bae Suzy, who is a part of the k-pop group miss a They debuted in 2010, disbanded in 2017, um, and she also had a solo debut in 2017 uh, despite leaving JYP in 2019. Their best song, or their most notable song, I think, is Bad Girl, Good Girl. I think everyone who was into Korean dramas in that age has heard the song before.
1: I have not.
0: I guarantee you have. (laughs) Anyways, Um, so her most recent drama was actually on... um, Netflix called Vagabond, and she is supposed to come into a new drama in 2020 called Startup, but who knows when that'll come out, honestly. But this is the only role that I know her from. I don't think I've ever seen her anything else. Alright, so we meet Suzy as Gohemi, and then after that we meet Mi's best friend, Hyunpeki, and we see them together. and. This is probably one of my first gripes in this drama, is that the fashion is not very good.
1: Oh, I hate the hair. I hate their hair so much.
0: Okay, yes, I have so many opinions about their hair because it's in pigtails. Both of them are in pigtails.
1: Braided pigtails.
0: Hemi is wearing, like, a pink coat. And then I think that... Becky, if i remember correctly, is wearing this kind of drab clothing, which i think i think that was a good um, transition to showing us who the characters were because Hammy is kind of like more outgoing and Becky is kind of like muted, you know? As her best friend and like someone who worships her, i think she should be wearing muted colors, but i think the big glasses and the pigtails, they're just too much. You know what i mean?
1: Uh i thought it was creepy and I'm glad that later on it shows you that the relationship was dysfunctional because like it seemed from the first scene of their interaction, it seemed like, oh, like they're really good friends. But I'm all like, why would you have? Oh, my God. Why would you just? It's not she. she, Oh, it's hard to verbalize. It makes me so mad.
0: (laughs) No, I know what you mean. It's just a very dysfunctional friendship.
1: It's dysfunctional, and I don't know why Gohemi didn't say anything earlier. You know, like, how did how did their friendship evolve to the point where it's like, oh yeah, it's cool that this girl dresses a lot like me, but we're friends. You know, like, she's not like this some off creepy stalker fan who doesn't know her. She's like up close in her personal life. Best friend status. Doesn't know Gohemi's like real deal, like that her father is a piece of shit or any of that. But close enough... Right, it's
0: weird. It's weird that they don't know their friendship. Yeah. You know? It seems like um, they're just superficial friends, but then they're the only friends they have in the world. Mm-hmm. So what's the truth? So the next beat in this drama is that Heimi, she drops her wallet and it's revealed to the audience. She is poor. She is. She seemingly has this higher status and she turns out to be poor. And we learn later on, it's because of her father um, who got involved in loan sharks. And that's the reason.
1: Is it weird that I think she was poor? I thought she just had credit cards. Like, that's where I'm at personally, where I don't carry change or cash anymore. I just carry credit cards.
0: Right. I mean, that's what I thought too. But then I thought back to like 2011, and I think that people would be carrying emergency cash anyways. You know what I mean?
1: No, I agree, but, like, I just, I thought that was, like, just a sign of the times that we're in right now. where like, if you pick up a wallet and there's no cash, there's no, you don't assume Poor, you assume Right, right. Ah, credit card.
0: Okay, um, one thing I forgot to mention. <laughs> Hamun Jung plays Hyunbae Ki. She is a singer in the group Tiara. I don't know if you remember the Tiara at all. No. Okay, it's a four-member group. Debuted in 2009, disbanded in 2017. A notable song that they have is Rolly Poly," which was released in 2011. She, Sounds gross. Yeah, it's The name's not very good. And I remember when I was younger really liking Tiara, but then listening to the song, I realized I didn't know any of their songs. <laughs> so I think I was a fake K-pop fan. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm a terrible K-pop fan. I tend to be biased towards girl groups. They tend not to be good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Or maybe not good, but, like, just, like, confusing with their message. Are you cute? Are you sexy? Are you a weird confusion of baby sexy? It bothers me.
0: Yeah, it's a little strange. I'm not really sure.
1: I think it's a culture clash with, like, Korean standards of maybe beauty or sexiness, but to an American standard, it comes off as baby sexy, and it bothers me.
0: Yeah, I do not like that at all, either. Uh, Anyways... Um, Unjong has since gone under a solo name, Elise? Elsie? I
1: think, actually. Say with a right. Korean accent. Maybe that's right.
0: Elsie? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but she hasn't really done much since <laughs> her time on Dream High, actually, other than this drama. Um, she hasn't been in any notable dramas or anything. Anyways, so it's revealed to the audience Hemi's poor. We've gotten up to that point. We're not even, like, 20 minutes into this drama. <laughs> um, but we meet another character, Chinkoo, who is played by Yon. And I think you know who he is, right? He's pretty popular. The He's kind of, like, the the, the cool guy. He has, like, headphones on in the drama.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't recognize his uh, real name. I recognize him as his character name. Uh, I don't recognize him from anything else. Like, I don't know who he is in real life. But I rec- But in the series, I kind of pointed him as the poor bad boy that Gohemi would like, start a romance with. Because they implied romance in the first episode.
0: Right, right. So, um, Taekhyun, he's a main rapper of the boy group 2PM. I mean, you've heard of 2PM, right? You had to have heard of 2PM.
1: I've heard of them, I just don't listen to their music.
0: Right, that's fair. Um, So they debuted in 2008, disbanded in 2016. The notable song that I actually like is Hands Up, which was made in 2011. And then a song that you probably know is Again and Again, that came out in 2009, when they first debuted.
1: I I barely listen to K-pop, Ryan.
0: I will send you these songs and you will know them, (laughs) You definitely know again and again. I am so confident in this fact.
1: In the next episode, our viewers will find out if I knew these songs or not.
0: Right. Next time, I will have the songs playing so you can hear it real time. But anyways, you <laughs> meet Jinku, He's kind of like, he's played as this bad boy who's poor. And yes, we see that Hemi has some kind of past with him in this episode and that they are set up to be the main relationship in the um, in the series, right? So um, we passed by Kieran High School the first time, or the, for the first time, and it's revealed that Haimi really hates this high school because she thinks that everyone who goes there is pretentious, right? Which is kind of ironic because she's pretty pretentious herself. Let's be real, right?
1: I don't. I think they would have done a better job. If they showed um, maybe the high school being more modern in terms of their art, because Gohemi is kind of like a classical artist, so if they showed like maybe that, if they did, for me at least, if they showed a better job of them producing more mainstream art, um, then I could kind of get why Gohemi hates it so much. I then think maybe she hates the school so much by the association of the English teacher that comes later on, but I don't Mm. really know why she hates the school as much as she does for one Mm. who is so pretentious.
0: Fair enough. Um, So let's flash through some of the more unimportant scenes that I don't think are very interesting. Um, So um, Hemi starts wearing a face mask and a hat as to not get caught, which by the way is shameful that she thinks that she can get away with that poor disguise wearing a pink jacket. How is she not going to stick out like a sore thumb? But um, it's through this interaction between her doing work in disguise that we learn that Hemi has become this, like, person who needs to do work. This is obviously not something that she's been doing before. And...
1: um, I always took it as more like she was embarrassed. You know, she is stuck up. She pretends to be stuck up that she wants that she's ashamed of herself that she's hiding within her own self with the mask and the baseball hat.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Actually, no, I agree with you on that one. She's definitely not comfortable being in this position. I don't think.
1: Yeah. Cause we don't know how long her dad's been gone or how long she's been needing to help the house.
0: Right. Right. Um, so she gets cornered by these loan sharks in this really pathetic chase scene that it was I was bad. just laughing at. She just walked down the stairs, she walked up the stairs, and then she walked up some more stairs and got caught again. And then Jin Kuk comes and kicks somebody randomly. <laughs> so he saves the day, he hands her back her wallet, but she realizes oh my god, where's my photo? The photo in my wallet. Which, I forgot about that photo, <laughs> I don't know if you forgot about the photo.
1: I didn't. I thought it was a pervy thing for a random stranger to take. Like, oh yeah, I want to get my rocks off to this concert photo. It totally like
0: went over my head and I was like, why is she talking about a photo and why does she think he stole it? But then I kind of got it when it's a picture of her, um, when it's revealed it's a picture of her and her um, mentor at the opera that um, Becky took. Can
1: I ask you a question? Yes. Did it not bother you the slow motion from the scenes?
0: No, the slow motion was stupid.
1: <laughs> okay, because I'm like I understand why they did it, but it was like exaggerated slow motion. It was a slow, it was a kind of slow motion I've never seen before, and it irks me. Was this a trend back in the what 20, 10 years ago?
0: I think this was a trend in American movies to try and show like drama in American sense. So I think they were trying to replicate that kind of. Drama.
1: It just felt so out of place, though.
0: It really does because it just it nothing has happened in the drama that ensues like some kind of action scene until that moment where you're like, oh shit, like maybe there's an action scene.
1: Yeah, I was like, not really an action scene. Is this not only like a romance genre? Is this now also an action drama? Like, am I? Is this something I should be getting used to?
0: I don't think so. There are not a lot of action scenes in this. Yeah, because
1: when I jump to the last episode. No, no slow mo. But in the first episode, we're granted with two slow mo scenes.
0: Right. It's very strange and anachronistic to the actual drama, if I remember correctly. But I could be remembering this incorrectly, I'm not sure. So, the chase scene ends with a love at first sight moment where Chinku and Hemi meet up at the trains for some reason. And It's this love at first sight moment, but you also know that they've met before later on in the drama. It's revealed that they had met sometime in the past, and their interaction involves yogurt, which is like a Korean yogurt drink. So, I don't know what that's all about. I forgot.
1: Wait, no, I needed you to know, because they don't tell me in the last episode.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I would have to go through the backlog and see if there's like a, a flashback moment.
1: I'm just going to Google this once this is over.
0: Okay, I cannot for the life of me remember. But there's this one girl in that scene on the train where she's looking at them like they're crazy. And she's doing such a good job. This random background actress who's looking at them with such disdain for this, these two people who she has no idea who they are. But she, I feel like is me. I feel like if I saw that shit happen in front of me, I would give the exact same look.
1: You do have a really good disapproving, what the fuck kind of look. I
0: mean, come on. They're like crashing into each other on the train and he like, I don't know, he dips her?
1: Yeah, no, I saw that-
0: In a train? I saw that
1: weird embrace thing. I'm all like, ugh. I was making that face at home, okay? <laughs>
0: And I wasn't even seeing it in real life. Uh, anyways, so next scene we get is the director coming to the school. It's clear that the director really cares about the students and he wants them to be healthy and happy. Uh, and when we see the director out going around the school, he's the preparatory classroom, um, which is like this. Uh, it's like purgatory for the students at Kieran in high school. People who go into the class end up in limbo is kind of how they set it up students with no talent go into that classroom and they drop the school because that's where the untalented kids go which i think is an important classroom later on in the show right after that we get another scene with Jin Kook and haemi they go down to a dance studio which is really unimpressive and Hemi appropriately asks or acts like this isn't a very impressive thing to do and she's only there to get the photograph of her singing, and she calls the man who is dancing cheap and worthless, like the dancing that he was doing, um, which I actually thought was pretty good. I liked his dance, right? I
1: think when she meant cheap and worthless, it's, again, more of a statement on Hemi than the actual dancer. Because it wasn't a classical style of dance, I'm like, that's why she said it's cheap and worthless.
0: I mean, I guess that's fair, but I feel like Even if I don't appreciate a genre, I don't like a genre, I can appreciate something, you know?
1: Well, that is not where Hemi is at, at this point of her life, okay? No,
0: she's just at a very, she's at a point in her life where she's just being very bitchy about everything.
1: Was it just me, or like, I found the whole underground dance thing to be way more innocent? I was, I don't know, I was imagining maybe like underage drinking, smoking... Getting tattoos, and it's just, oh, sick, bro, that nice dance move. I don't know, whatever people say. No, it's definitely more
0: innocent than it should have been, I think, because we learn that the people in the dance studio are trying to get into Kieran High School. Like, everyone who goes to that dance studio is trying to get into this prestigious art school. Yeah, I'm just not sure, like, they have ambition, so it's not like they're going to get into hard drugs or alcohol or anything, so... Maybe that's why, but I still think it was too innocent for it to be reality, if you know what I mean.
1: Or maybe just don't make the underground club look so sketchy in the first place. Because if it's a dance studio, be a professional dance studio, you know? I don't know what the point of, like, the bad lighting and, like, was there a smoke machine? I swear to God, it was, like, misty. So,
0: here's the thing with this drama. Did you notice how cold it was during the first episode?
1: Uh, I recognized that it was winter and that people were wearing like winter clothes.
0: But it was like cold inside. I in did all not the pick buildings. Up on that. Okay, I'll point it out later, but <laughs> just know that it is always cold. The actors are perpetually cold and you can tell that they didn't pay for heating because <clears throat> you can see their breath. And I'll let you know when you can see them. But. Okay. Um, then we follow Hemi back home and she hugs the wall when she like starts going home because she realized she hears the lone sharks. The way that she's hugging the wall makes me question if she knows how to be sneaky. She like face first just goes into the wall and like spreads her limbs out wide. Cause that is not how you hide at all. And I think it's ridiculous to even imagine the fact. So what did you think about this pose?
1: You didn't uh, care? <laughs> I didn't care. I'm all like, so you're hiding from these bad guys. I feel like you're just delaying the inevitable if they know where you live. I'm all like, is it really best to like try to evade them right now? Cause they'll come back. So I was all like, do what you want, girl. I'm like, there's going to be another confrontation. Okay. I don't care about her hiding. I don't care about the pose. It was, if the gangsters know where you live, a confrontation was inevitable. So I was all like, run away now or confront them. There's just they're going to keep chasing you. They're debt collectors. They want their money. You do you, girl. Mm.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just very futile and the way she does it is just not very good.
1: I mean, but it uh, worked though. Like she managed it. They leave and she manages to go back inside her house.
0: It's not very effective. I think they should have looked around more. I was kind of mad that they didn't.
1: You're mad that they're bad debt collectors?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to collect debt, do it right.
1: But he has a PowerPoint of her.
0: Okay, but that's later on. And also, he didn't really do a good job collecting her that time either. Fair enough. So anyways, we meet Hemi's younger sister, Hesong, who's very cute. And we learn that Hemi's father left to go to Canada and has left Hemi to deal with the death.
1: Okay, so this isn't about the plot per se, but I think Hemi's dad is a piece of shit. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be surprised. I think Hemi's dad is a bad dad. He leaves his teenage daughter to take care of the younger daughter, and he leaves the country, why doesn't he take them with him? Why doesn't he leave a relative to watch over them?
0: Yeah, I think that maybe they just don't have any relatives, and he just didn't have enough money to take him, or take them with him, but...
1: If he did that in America, CPS would have been called. CPS should have been called.
0: Yeah, but I think they might have been more afraid of the loan sharks.
1: (laughs) But... How were they getting food? How were they keeping the electricity running?
0: Well, you saw the sticky notes on all their stuff, so you can assume that they sold everything in their house.
1: Fair. Fair. I have no argument. I concede.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. So then we learn that Hemi's dad pretty much says, oh, get help from this one person, who Hemi says, no way. Never getting help from this person. But Hesong calls him anyways. And we learn that he is Kang Oh Hyuk, who is the man who stole their mother away from their dad supposedly because he seems kind of meek and I don't really believe that he did and I think that's kind of the point of his character like I'm not sure if he did it you know cause their parents divorce
1: I saw the last episode so I know for a fact he didn't
0: yeah uh, that's what I mean it's just like it's not he's so un he's so not aggressive he just doesn't seem um... like the person who would do that
1: Painting him as a man who seduced the wife, I think, yes, that is a call too far. But I have no idea what the parent's marriage or relationship was like. Maybe it was in a bad place. She did, after all, supposedly cheat. Or maybe she preferred the English teacher vibe over the dad. He ends up being a bad dad anyway, so I'm like, go mom.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure why they needed to put this in and I don't think it's really a good plot point to bring up anyways
1: uh I think maybe it's for comedy purposes or situational like Emmy now has a bad guy to blame I wouldn't be poor if you didn't seduce my mom you know I would have to be doing this if you didn't seduce my mom she now has someone else who she can hold liable accountable for her bad decisions her bad life
0: yeah I, I can I can believe that Next scene is Hemi and Pecky um, coming back from school, and Hemi is getting picked up by the loan shark, like the main loan shark, but this is the point where we realize that Pecky doesn't really know what's going on in Hemi's life, like they don't tell each other everything, which honestly is baffling to me if they're best friends and they don't tell each other things, and you can tell like this is a superficial relationship, like they're not real friends, or if they are real friends, they're not good friends, even though the show is trying to push that.
1: I understand why Hemi didn't tell like Becky maybe that she has money problems but I feel like the fact that maybe it appears that Becky doesn't know about the dad being gone, about the mom being sick, dying, cheating, all of that. She It seems like Becky doesn't know any idea what Hemi's going through and I think that's what makes her superficial friendship. I understand if Hemi feels uncomfortable asking for money asking for help but like the fact that she wasn't confident throughout I'm guessing a year's long process I think the show did a bad job of their friendship or maybe that was on purpose maybe they weren't friends I think it was
0: on purpose but I think it's also just done poorly (laughs) because they don't have any other friends to our knowledge we don't see them as anyone else
1: well with Hemi, I can see why she's kind of like stuck up, purist, difficult person to work with. And mm-hmm. then like Becky's just like the simpering admirer. But she's a good singer. I don't know how she's like, I can be just as good as you.
0: Right. I mean Hemi's going to Juilliard. Fields higher. Is that this term? No. <laughs> I
1: don't know what like you ch-
0: I don't know it either. Weird?
1: <laughs> is that um, the word you were going for, maybe?
0: I honestly do not know.
1: <laughs> okay. You're the English major, so yeah, shame so on sad. you.
0: So we learn that the Lone Shark has plans to make Hemi into a pop star because that's more profitable than an opera singer. So in order for that plan to work, she needs to go to Kirin High School. We get this like short scene in between where we see Chin who's visiting his friend um, and they're eating lamian. And at one point Chin like looks at a newspaper article about the mayor of their city and he, like scowls at the newspaper so i didn't i didn't add this before but i think it's good to like read how the characters were like written or what their main motives are in the show so i'm gonna read you Jin Kook's wikipedia like short character explanation all right okay this is all he has under his name he has a contentious relationship with his father the mayor who does not acknowledge him as his son
1: oh according to
0: wikipedia that is his only defining character trait
1: i mean if you're gonna he comes across as like the bad boy maybe like rebel figure i think it kind of makes sense to add a layer to that it's because my daddy doesn't love me he has daddy issues
0: that's true. Um, another thing to note about this scene in particular, which I thought was so clever when I was reading up on like fun facts about this scene or this episode, mm-hmm. did you notice what they were cooking lamian on top of? No. It's a clothing iron. They are too poor to afford like a hot plate, so they use a clothing iron.
1: I didn't even notice that. Okay, wow.
0: I think that's like a really neat touch, right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Like it adds another level to-
1: their poverty. Um, poor. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think that was good. So moving on, Hemi shares her ambition to go start going to Kiernan
1: Um. And... Actually, I want to go back to the debt collectors for a second. Oh, okay. Did yeah. you ever get a vibe of like vague prostitution threats from them?
0: Oh, major prostitution. Are you kidding me?
1: Okay. I thought
0: plan B was going to be her stripping. Yeah, no,
1: that's what I totally thought. Cause like in a lot of like historical dramas, like that's the threat will sell your body. But then like the girl looks so innocent and like the drama, like it it has the fucking theme song. And I'm all like, and then you watch the final episode and like the debt collectors aren't bad guys. So why are they making prostitution threats?
0: I think it's not actually prostitution threats because it sounds like prostitution threats, but it's not really because if you remember plan B is going to the younger sister.
1: And Which also sounds out. like prostitution <laughs> threats. I mean,
0: I guess that's fair, but we'll I feel sell like they, they were going to do pedophiles. something else to that the younger sister. That is all that I
1: heard. You know, that's what gets <laughs> the sister moving. I
0: feel like if they were going to do, like, a clear prostitution, like, motive or whatever, mm-hmm. they were going to show her or something. I don't know. I think, I think they hint at it, but it's not really, like heavily implied when i was 13 i did mm-hmm. not get that <laughs> yeah but maybe because i'm older i am seeing it now but
1: so what i think what that whole scene is it's like maybe there's a culture um in korea where if you go into debt, you do sell your body you know like
0: i guess so and i feel like if we keep doing this this show we're gonna mm-hmm. see a drama that eventually goes into that Mhm. because i definitely have one in mind that
1: does that <laughs> i have a couple too but why does this guy? Cause he's not a bad guy.
0: No, it's like revealed later in the last episode, that Lone shark is not a bad person. Wait,
1: apparently. it takes it takes fifteen episodes for him to apparently not be a bad guy.
0: Yeah, apparently.
1: Oh, that's way too long. Oh, I would I not know. like that. Um. Okay, but my that's my whole thing is like if you're gonna make him like a good guy who has a bad job, don't make prostitution threats.
0: Yeah, I yeah I get it. It's like whiplash, and I think it's even more so whiplash because we're only watching the first and last episode. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't remember the transition from him being good to him being bad. I just remember that eventually it
1: happens. I really hated you when I watched the last episode. It just I'm all like, <laughs> between Song Samdong being revealed and like all these characters getting these one eighty character developments, and I was cut off from all of that. To how it actually ends i was just very upset
0: <laughs> you see i remembering the last episode of this drama
1: mm-hmm.
0: when i watched it back in like 2011 mm-hmm. and i also remember hating the last episode because I yeah found like with it was... good reason we'll get to that when we get to that <laughs> yeah let's let's continue on this first episode because we're almost done we're almost done pecky is like oh i'll well, I'll sing with you too. Let's audition together. Why not? And the way that Becky convinces Hemi to audition with her is that she does a split in the middle of a restaurant because that is a clear indication of her talent.
1: Um, I don't know what episode I was watching, but the split did not happen when I watched in the resta- it. You
0: do not remember that? I remember being so thrown that she was doing a split in the middle of a restaurant.
1: Either A, I did not watch it, or B, it was edited out.
0: You, okay. This is impossible. How could you not remember this?
1: If, if it's happening the way you described it, I think my brain was protecting me.
0: She was like, come on, let's audition together. I have talent too. And then she literally does a split. Okay, I'm going to send you a clip. I need you to watch this.
1: The forum that I watched had her like, um, you'll be like the main leads and I'll be like back vocals. Like, it'll be fun if we do it together, right? That's the version that I saw.
0: Yeah, but then she like tries to convince her that she has talent and she does this. Okay, I'll send you a clip. I cannot believe you don't remember this. This was something that I was bringing up because I wanted to be like, this is ridiculous together. And now I'm a little sad that this (laughs) is not happening. I don't
1: know what to tell you.
0: (laughs) All right. So Next. We get the director saying that he wants to do open auditions for the new arrivals at the school. And how is this not information that has been given to us way before? Because at this point, everyone who's auditioning, like Pecky, Hemi, and Chinku, Chinkook, Chinkook might have had an audition like set up, but Becky and Hemi definitely did not. Mm-hmm. So how were they going to audition for Kieran High School if it wasn't going to be open admission, like open audition?
1: I was thinking maybe the process before it was open was like you had to know someone, like you had to know a faculty, you had to get like a letter of recommendation, you had to be invited to audition.
0: Right, but Hemi isn't going to like go to Oh Hyuk, right? He's not gonna, she's not gonna go to him for help.
1: I was thinking maybe she would go to her mentor to ask for an invite since her mentor seems well-connected and they have a good relationship. That's fair. But, I, but I'm but i with you. I'm like, these people, if they did like a modicum of research, would have realized, oh, we can't audition. So I think either they should have introduced that open audition thing way before everyone's like, I'm going to try to get in to the high school.
0: Oh, by the way, her mentor person is actually i think a um, opera singer.
1: That would make I'm sense. Pretty sure. But yeah. if they were saving money and being cheap cheap, they could have just made her lip sync and her just be a normal person. An untalented person like the rest of us.
0: I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um they decide to audition together. Um and the director has open auditions. Which I think is ridiculous.
1: Wait, why do you think it's ridiculous?
0: Because I think if this information was not given before, how the frick are they supposed to audition in the first place?
1: That's just oh. my thought. I,
0: even the connection, I don't know why Becky would think that she could audition.
1: Um, I assume because of their fame, uh, they could just make a general announcement and be like, the netizens would like release it onto the world. But
0: Becky's not famous.
1: Um, Becky is like
0: the the friend she just like yeah follows I, her I know
1: around. who she is uh I thought like just a like simple google search or neighbor search answer would be revealed
0: maybe I don't know so we get to this the the meat of this episode like this is what it's all accumulating to
1: In like the last 10 minutes of the episode
0: but it's like what this episode has been leading up to because we've heard about the school everyone's auditioning and we get to see their auditions and what i think is an iconic theme song plays as everyone's getting ready for their auditions the song is dream high which is the same name as the drama i know but i actually really like this song and i remember in high school i used to listen to this song all the time
1: oh my god i remember that oh my like, god
0: nonstop.
1: <laughs> You non-stop so uh, this lame. is sung by like
0: pretty much the entire cast of the show. I think Except for IU. I don't think she sings it.
1: I liked Dream High the song. The first time I heard it. And then I watched the finale. And I heard it like. What well, must have felt like five times. Five different renditions of Dream High.
0: Yeah. So there are two songs. That this show. Every drama has two songs that it plays. One for like get hype. Yeah. This is like a hype moment. Mm-hmm. And then one that is like. Hey, this is emotion. Feel the emotion song. No, I have seen
1: mean? I've seen K dramas, Brian. I know how this works. I'm just saying that they <laughs> used it ad nauseum. I'm sick of it.
0: That's fair, but I feel like because this is one of like the first dramas that like boomed back when we were in middle school, it just mm-hmm. did it a lot. So it didn't do it the sad song so much in the first and last episode, but the second song is actually called Dreaming by Kim soo hyun, your favorite. So he sings, he sings that song whenever it gets emotional and sad.
1: You need to stop bringing him up. I will only respond to his character name.
0: <laughs> okay. We get to the audition process. And here are the auditions in order. I wrote them down. And we need to, d- to discuss, are these people getting in to Kieran High School? We need to discuss this. <laughs> because I feel okay. like I have a lot of opinions on who should get in. And I need to know if you have the same opinions.
1: Okay, we can do this. Let's do this.
0: All right, so we have nine auditions that we see. Mm -hmm. First one is the saxophone player. So he starts playing with like soprano sax and then moves on to alto and then tenor. Plays the saxophone really well. Does he get into Kieran High School, yes or no?
1: I personally don't think I would accept him.
0: Yeah, it's like a pop school, right? It's like...
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, this school seems like a school for making... um, Maybe like actors, dancers, singers. I don't know what a well-trained sax player. You don't see any solo artists nowadays making it big. Yeah, so. I think you
0: should go to like a different school because this is like a performing arts he school. He could
1: go to Juilliard.
0: Yeah, he should go to Juilliard. <laughs> oh my God. All right, the next one is a singer. She's kind of a generic singer. Yes or no?
1: I don't remember a generic singer.
0: See, I took notes on her, and even I don't remember her, so I think no.
1: Then Yeah, I don't remember her, so she's no.
0: Okay, so we have an electric guitar player next. So he shreds on the electric guitar, yes or no?
1: Kind of hard. I thought, if I'm remembering their audition correctly, that they were a little weird, but they had talent, but I also don't know if there's a niche for them, or if... Their niche would be small, but I think I'd let them in.
0: See, I think so too, because I think the director would have just been like, oh, you have talent, and it's relevant talent, unlike the saxophone player. Yeah. All right, the next one is a break dancer. So I think it's a single person break dancer. He comes in and he just dances.
1: I would have let him in, but I don't know if he would actually make it big.
0: Right, I think he has talent, but, you know, he might Backup be in the remedial dancer. class.
1: Backup dancer <laughs> for the rest of his life.
0: Here's Here's a crazy one. Okay. Trot singer.
1: Oh, uh, I don't think I liked her.
0: Yeah, poor girl had pipes, but this is not the school for it. And honestly, her singing was just okay as a trot singer. I don't I don't know. All right, so next is a dance group. So it's kind of like the break dancer. My opinion is they probably got in because they're like a group and they were dancing together. What kind of
1: style of dance were they doing?
0: Uh, it was like hip hop, like... Um, street dance.
1: Oh, then I don't remember them, but I would let them in.
0: So then the next singer, the next person is a singer. She's in a rainbow leopard print. And I remember that because I thought it was disgusting. And I hated it. Rainbow leopard print singer. Do you remember her at all?
1: I remember a lot of the auditions being like, why are you auditioning? I don't think you'd make it. I'm guessing she's one of them.
0: She is one of them. She sings horribly. And I don't like the sounds that come out of her voice. She gets in. Wait, what? She gets in. The director's like, you have talent. You get in. And me sitting at home is like, I don't have that much talent. I wouldn't get in. She wouldn't get in. Like, I can't. She she has no. She can't sing. Girl can't sing.
1: My theory is he has the same illness as uh, Sandong.
0: <laughs> Last audition to go before Becky and Hemi is the beatboxing group.
1: Oh yeah, no, would not get in.
0: I hated the beatboxing group.
1: I kept thinking they'd actually rap at one point and then was disappointed that they just passed the mic to the other beatboxers.
0: I thought it was so bad because the cinematography mm-hmm. made my head hurt. It zoomed in and out, in and out, in and out, <laughs> nonstop.
1: The cinematography didn't bother me, but what value do you have as a group? You could just, in, like, audition individually and it wouldn't detract from your worth.
0: Right. I don't, it's just, it gave me a headache. I could not watch it without gagging.
1: Maybe if they're, like, a beatbox acapella type of scenario, I could maybe get behind that. But they would just, like, take turns. Like, pass the mic. Your turn to beatbox. And not oh, rap.
0: Just It definitely was not... It wasn't good.
1: I think they got in though. Don't know why, but I think they did. You see,
0: I hate that you're probably right. Because <laughs> I think that they got in too. While we're doing all this audition, we meet two like side characters who are like pushed to the side. They're not really a big part of the drama, but they're there. They're like part of the sixth main cast, mm-hmm. right? So we meet Chang Woo-young as Jason who is this, like, Korean-American dancer. That's his thing. So he's wearing, when we first meet him, he's, like, sleeping on a bench, and his lines are, like, Am I up yet? Like, am I going? Is this my turn to, to audition? And it's all in English. So that's his thing, like, Oh, he's weird. He, like, speaks English. He's not like everyone else. The actor, Chang Woo-young, is also a member of 2PM. So Ta-kyung, Woo-young, they're both on 2PM, Did you believe his English, by the way? Did you think he was American-born by his accent? No? Uh,
1: I will tell, I will say that his English is better than the English I usually hear in K-dramas, but I'm like, you're not Korean-American. You're a Korean-Korean who has better than above average (laughs) English skills.
0: So I actually looked it up and I wanted to see if he was Korean-American. Mm-hmm. and you're right he is not he's not korean-american he was born in korea and he actually had to get help from takyeon who plays chinkook in this drama and Kun, who's in his band for english help so they both know more english than he does mm-hmm. and that's how he was able to like do somewhat passable english
1: uh um, and i put
0: that all in quotation marks because it's not passable at all
1: i uh how did he t- survive the rest of the drama then Or does he just have very little lines?
0: So he doesn't speak English in the drama. He just speaks Korean. Like English is kind of like a cute character quirk.
1: Oh, okay. I thought he spoke English the rest of the drama.
0: No, no, he doesn't. Okay. This particular actor hasn't been doing a lot of acting work. This is probably his biggest role yet. And he was actually on military service starting from July 9th, 2018 and it was supposed to be finished February 28th, 2020, but he got released three days early because of the COVID crisis. Anyway, so we meet Jason and we meet Pilsuk, who's played by Ayu.
1: Okay, Um. here's my problem with that. I didn't mm-hmm. know Ayu was in the drama until I did a Wikipedia search after I watched the final episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Ayu plays Pilsuk, I know what Pilsuk looks like. Pilsuk does not look like IU. I swear to God, there's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I think it's a little
0: weird that she doesn't look the same because I didn't make that connection either.
1: Did IU get, like, plastic surgery? Is it the bangs? Did they do, like, this weird contouring makeup? Because I rewatched the last episode just to, like, better see if IU looked like IU. She doesn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's... It's very strange. Like, I don't know what happened there.
1: They got a really bad body double.
0: But anyways, IU, were introduced to her. She's wearing a sushi costume.
1: Oh yeah, mascot S- chick, I remember.
0: Yes, so she's wearing a sushi costume, and that's how we meet her for the first time. Now, I feel like IU doesn't really need an introduction, seeing as she's probably the most famous person of the cast. You know, she began her career in 2008. It's still going on strong. She's starring in a lot of dramas, was recently on Netflix's Persona, and she just released a song on May 8th called Eight, which is like part of her coming of age series, quote unquote. Eight as in 28, apparently.
1: Oh, I was like, I think, is she doing regression now?
0: (laughs) No, because it's it's her age, 28. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we don't hear or see any, either of their auditions in this first episode, and I honestly can't remember if we do in the second episode, so don't ask me. We get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, the main character's audition. Now they are singing a song called Goose's Dream by Insumi. I think that this song is really beautiful, and I think I've heard it sung at media and Norebang. (laughs) I don't know if you feel the same way.
1: I, uh, I think the song is pretty, I don't really hear it at but that's because my friend's Korean isn't that good, aren't that good.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Maybe I've just heard it a lot. As some people say, it's like their go-to Norebang song, their their karaoke song, but. So, they are told by the director that only one of them has passed the audition. Becky is like, I'm not, if one of us isn't chosen, we're both not going to the school. And Hemi says, no. No. If you don't go to the school, I'm still going. This is the moment that severely fractures their friendship. Hemi is constantly berating Becky's performance and plot twist, Hemi loses like she she failed the audition and Becky passed. I think Hemi's bringing a lot of good points as to why Becky should not be chosen for the position, but what did you think? Like did you think that Pecky deserved to be in the school.
1: Okay, so about that scene, they're both singers. I think they both sang pretty good. When Hemi decides to like say, no, I deserve the school and you don't, I thought she was being unnecessarily mean about it. And the way she went about it kind of like made me switch. Cause like up until that point, I thought like, okay, girl's a little rough, because hard life and we've had all this evidence of a hard life but then when she saw like saw Becky as dragging her down I thought you could have gone about this better like maybe talk to the head director chairman like privately like hey I understand only one of us got in I know Becky said what she said but let me tell you I know I got in. I'm okay with going it you know like she didn't have to do it the way that she did it and It definitely made me change my opinion of her.
0: Yeah, because at this point, I feel like we were supposed to be having sympathy towards Hemi. But then, at the last minute of this episode, she completely, like, makes us hate her.
1: Yeah, because, like, she seemed nice when she was sticking up for Becky. So I thought there was some uh, friendly attachment, platonic love. But then she just snapped. I don't know why she snapped during the audition. I think because she,
0: there's so much on the line for her. Like, she doesn't.
1: But she's so arrogant. I feel like she's not, she didn't. She couldn't have felt threatened, you know? She's like, she's still assuming that she got in. She's all like, stop being dead weight, you know? But I, I was fine with Becky being the one to get in because as we saw from previous auditions, they let in people that we wouldn't have let in.
0: Right, if Rainbow Leopard Print Girl, who sang horribly, gets in, Becky's getting in. Like, even if she's in remedial class, like, she's getting in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so the director offers a final test for Hemi which he mashes two piano pieces together, and she needs to determine which two songs he mashed. So the two songs were Gershwin's Summertime, which is a classical piece, and a very famous um, trot song called I Only Know Love by Shim Su bong Very famous. I don't know it because I don't listen to a lot of trot, and I'm sure that you don't know it either.
1: I knew neither of the two songs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, neither did I, but Hemi, predictably, she fails the test. Everyone thinks it's so easy, but she fails it. And she guesses that it's Saint Saints, is the song that she guesses. Like, I think it's just A Shot in the Dark,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is like another classical song she's just thinking of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everyone's saying, like, oh, why did she fail? It's because she's biased. She doesn't know the song because she can't even imagine mixing trot with classical that's the reason she fails apparently the last scene of this drama is hemi begging to be in the school like gets on her knees pecky is like in the background and she has her mouth over her hands she's like oh my god why is she begging i feel like we as the audience know why she's begging Mm -hmm. but i don't think that Becky needs to be so shocked about this moment.
1: Uh, maybe Becky's shocked because she's all like, yo, why are you sacrificing your pride? You got into Juilliard. Like, I get you failed, you bombed this audition, but you have this backup. She, cause she's like the unaware friend. She's all like, can't believe that Hemi actually let her pride go for once.
0: Maybe, but it's just like, it's not enough for me to be like, oh my God, she's doing this thing. I think it, it was just overplayed in my head or in my eyes. Like, I don't think that she needed to go all the way for that moment.
1: I think it's another cultural thing. Um, like, the kowtow, like, going on your knees, it just has so much more weight. I think it's the ultimate action you can do. Like, it's, like, worse than begging in a way. And, like, most people wouldn't beg.
0: See, that's why I think that it can't possibly be... Oh, never mind. I guess I can see your point. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, that was a good point. I didn't think about that <laughs> All right, so that's that's episode one. Do you you have any other notes that you wanted to bring up about this episode?
1: I just wanted to add this comment that Hemi begging, her her going on her knees, revived her, it, like revived the bad opinion that I formed of her because this girl can throw away her own pride, her own conceited notion, and like mm. eat crow, I guess. And I think that was like such a humble moment that i'm like cool she's she's redeemed like that one act completely redeemed her for me okay
0: i don't know i just i think that when she just destroyed pecky it was just irredeemable to me and i don't think she could have recovered from that moment and obviously they become friends later on because in the last episode we see them together but
1: so yeah when i um Hemi got redeemed in my eyes, but I thought their friendship was dead forever, you know, like, so I was really shocked in the final episode when I'm like, what? You guys are friends? How? Like, okay, maybe that's just Becky. Maybe she's just someone you can walk all over. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I think it gets elaborated on further in the drama, but again, we wouldn't know because we
1: watched the rest No, of the drama. correction. You would know. You've already seen this. I don't know. Actually, after It's been this, I'm
0: 9 watch this, years. So it's been 9 years.
1: You listened to this playlist in high school. I feel like you still know more than I do.
0: Okay, just because I know the songs doesn't mean I know the actual drama.
1: Okay. There's like a scientific like link between uh memory and sound, okay? So there's that <laughs>
0: All right, fine. I have a lot of fashion notes and other notes that I wanted to just brush over real fast. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to comment on them or not. Headphones on Jinkook, I think is a real good, <laughs> I love the headphones. I think it completes the delinquent look on him.
1: I think it was a good look for him. I just don't know how headphones are sign of delinquency.
0: I just think it makes him look more urban. And I think oh. you see later, I do remember this one scene in the drama mm-hmm. that I absolutely loved. And it's so stupid, but it's revealed later on in the drama that he's not listening to anything. What? He never uses those headphones to listen to music. He like, there's one point where Hemi and Chinkook, they're on like a bench together. And she's like, what are you even listening to? And he like gives her, it's not a headphone. It's like a ear- earphone or whatever. And he mm-hmm. gives her one of the earphones, and he's not listening to anything.
1: I love that.
0: I think that's so funny. And I don't know if you know this, but I did this in middle school all the time.
1: I did that around my family just so they wouldn't talk to me.
0: I did this in school. We went to the same middle school. I did this all the time in middle school.
1: We weren't, like, exactly friends in middle school. Yeah, but, like... Okay,
0: that's fair. But anytime. I was wearing headphones in middle school. I wasn't listening to anything. And I was... Because I thought Jin was so cool. And I was trying to Wait, you were doing
1: it to model him? I was doing it for silence and peace.
0: No, I thought he was just really cool.
1: Oh my god. Alright.
0: I love the phones. I love flip phones. And Blackberries. So good. I forgot how good they were. When Hemi's walking back home... From, like, um, getting her photo back from Jungkook. She's wearing tissue boxes. Where does she get the tissue boxes? And why do they have tissues in them? <laughs> like,
1: um, I think tissue boxes are clearly for her feet. I've seen that in other dramas before. Um, it's not, like, the most common thing, but it's a, it's a thing. Um, I think having the tissues in them is just for, like, comfort or warmth. So she's not exactly so close to the ground uh and i think tissue boxes she probably could have asked gotten from a cvs not a cvs but you know like the 7-elevens everywhere
0: that's fair i don't she doesn't have any money though
1: she's a cute girl i'm sure she could have begged some ajashi for a tissue box and he would have given it to her no questions asked
0: all right Uh, when Pecky is doing the split in the restaurant, which I cannot believe that you don't remember, by the way. I still can't believe it. She's wearing this horrible cardigan that's white and has pink and black striped design. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the most ugly cardigan I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can't believe they put her in it. And then in the final scenes, I realized that Pecky's glasses don't have any prescription in them. There's like no glass there. It's just the frame.
1: As someone who doesn't wear glasses, I did not notice that. I did notice that <laughs> she stopped wearing glasses for the last episode.
0: She does. She gets contacts, I think. Oh, Because she's I told that like, like... glasses aren't pretty.
1: Okay. I was thinking, like, maybe this was, like, her one sole identity was, like, bad eyesight that made her separate from Hemi.
0: No. <laughs> not really. Okay. Um, other notes that I had that's not about fashion. These actors are clearly not high school age. Obviously. They're supposed to be like thirteen going on fourteen or something. Uh-huh. Which was the age I was watching it at. And I was like, that's not what a thirteen year old looks like because I'm surrounded by thirteen year olds.
1: So child act child actor laws, child acting laws would probably prevent that. Korea's like stringent focus on academics probably wouldn't let them to act. Also, child actors tend to be awful. We were saved by having adults by twenty year olds <laughs> play thirteen year olds.
0: I know, but I'm just like, they're not believable as high schoolers is what I'm trying to get at.
1: Fair enough, but like, what 13-year-old is punching out debt collectors?
0: That's true. When Hemi is ordering dinner, when she meets up with Oh Hyuk, she orders pizza and steak, which is insane to me. Pick one entree, two entrees, for one table, for two people. That just made me really angry.
1: (laughs) I saw that as a revenge tactic. Um, you seduced my mom. I'm going to make you pay for maybe two. Okay, but the thing
0: is, she doesn't take leftovers.
1: I think this is a drama where they don't show her <laughs> taking out the leftovers, okay? Because All right, fair any enough, Korean person just, would take the leftovers.
0: It just bothered me, okay?
1: <laughs> they just didn't have time to film it.
0: All right. And the two places you can see where it's really cold is Pecky in her room when she's preparing. You see cold breath out of her air. And during this, in the studio, all the actors have cold breath coming out of their mouths. Like it's always indoors where they're cold. So they did not spend a lot on heating, I don't think, in this drama. And the last note that I have is that we get shown a close up of the K medallion at the end of the episode mm-hmm. where it has the words instant karma on it. Ew. Which I think is so poetic Ew. Hemi at the end of the episode.
1: Ew! Instant karma? Think so. That's just Instant
0: like, karma is what it says. In English, instant karma.
1: I I feel like it's the equivalent to like, live, laugh, love. I guess. <laughs> Subscribed on like, a meaningful piece of jewelry, I guess.
0: I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of poetic.
1: I don't see it that way uh i don't think what happened to hemi was karma i think reality hit her i don't think that's karma because like karma's like the good or bad you put into the world i think it gets um like boomerangs back to you i don't think hemi at 13 has done anything too amazing or too awful
0: i just met in the interaction with her like bad-mouthing peggy and then immediately having it turn on her by saying, you're not the one admitted.
1: Maybe. I was all like, it's fine. Whatever happens. It's life. She's got prostitution to fall back on. It's okay.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> all right. So, and, and also at the end of the episode, we also get this um, conclusion of the billiards metaphor, which I thought was kind of half-assed if I'm being honest. but So what did you think of the first episode?
1: Um, what was your opinion? I liked it. I know I trashed on a lot, um, some parts of it, but I liked it. It made me want to see the second episode. I liked how it started off kind of predictable for me, but then mm-hmm. kind of became unpredictable near the end. However, watching the final episode made me so upset that I don't know if I would actually <laughs> want to watch the middle.
0: What I thought about this first episode was, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I'm kind of disappointed that we don't get to see all the characters, but I kind of understand why. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my favorite character is um, Jason.
1: Oh, why? Like, just overall or just from that first episode?
0: Overall, and then also from that first episode, because I thought that he, like, had this, I don't know, he had this, like, aura around him
1: that I kind of liked. He had, like, this cool guy, chill, very zen. I like the zenness. About him. Yeah, I think
0: that's... I like that, too. Um,
1: I thought the just... English was unnecessary. Like, how are you auditioning in Korea at this, like, maybe famous high school if you're Korean-American? You could do this in America. You know, you could... So, wh- how come you're acting like you don't know Korean? Does he Does he, Does he? he have to learn Korean for the school? Like, because you said no, no, later he, on...
0: He knows Korean. Okay. So, and like... In the next episode that he's in, I'm pretty sure that he speaks Korean.
1: So he's just doing it to intimidate. Cool. Got you.
0: Pretty much. But I don't know. Um, and I think we'll see in the last episode. I'll explain more of why he's my favorite character. But mm-hmm. just in that first interaction, re-watching it, it's just like, oh, yeah, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds really lame. <laughs> but... That's, that's just how I feel.
1: You like what you like. It's fine.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think the highlight of this episode was clearly the auditions. I think that was the best part of this episode. And I agree. I really, agree. I really,
1: really like the auditions. I kind of feel like maybe that there should have been more of that going on. Like like you said, it's like the last 15 minutes of the episode. And I would have cut out maybe some of the earlier stuff, like the debt collecting scene. Like that that weird, anything that had to do with slow mo, I would just cut out. Yeah, I feel like that
0: chase scene could have been like shortened way more. In fact, I think I skipped through a couple seconds of this chase scene because I was I, kind of done with it.
1: I remember being on my phone for the chase scene. I was just so horrified by slow mo.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's fair. It's not a good scene and I don't like it. I think that was my least favorite part of the episode actually, is the chase scene.
1: I'm also kind of mad that the two characters have history, but for whatever reason, Hemi doesn't acknowledge it. I feel like maybe that's, was that the thing, should that have been brought up, should that have not been brought up?
0: Honestly, I don't think it's significant. And even if it was significant, I feel like it's just an unnecessary detail and they could just start over from the beginning anyways and nothing would change.
1: I kinda wanna know because I remember in the final episode there was a thing where the family was giving away yogurt and I wanted to know if it had a connection to them because that was the only other time I heard yogurt.
0: Possibly. But I'm not sure. I have to do more research on that.
1: I like I said, I'm gonna Google this because it bothered me.
0: Anyways, that's all the time we have for the first episode. But what's the rating that you'd give this episode?
1: Just based on the first episode.
0: Based on just based on the first episode.
1: Three and a half stars out of five. That's pretty good. I, I think yeah. I'd
0: give it a four star, four out of ten. Sorry, four out of five stars.
1: Yeah, it was a really, it was a really good episode. I just think that because we're older and we've seen more dramas, I feel like maybe that's why it's not getting five out of five. But if at thirteen, I probably would have given this five out of five.
0: I think the purpose of a first episode drama is to entice you to watch the rest of the drama which I think this first episode does well but I think it does it well because of the audition scene that is the only thing saving it
1: I agree like I said like I found most of it to be predictable until like Hemi became awful and then Hemi also like a minute later kowtowed like all of that like just those last five minutes I was like, I wanna see more. I wanna see this girl grow. I love character development and I just wanted to see more of that.
0: We'll get to it in the last episode and we'll see how drastic and we'll compare the characters from the first episode and the last one. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: so thank you for listening. If anyone is listening to this, who knows? Woo!
1: Zero listeners.
0: And we'll come back soon with the final episode of Dream High. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Bye.